Welcome back, you fans, to our weekly catch-up. This week, we have assistant coach Adam Gittleman. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Pleasure to be here. All right. We'll get straight to it. Uh, last week, you guys gave Virginia a heck of a run. You got came back to your alma mater. Um, kind of talked about the team, how, how well they were doing, and kind of how it was to be back. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, just a big part of our our process this year has been just steady improvement as a program and from an individual level, offense, defense, face-off, uh, clear and riding, et cetera. And I think we're starting to show that. You know, you look up and down our roster and our contributors, a lot of young guys playing a lot of heavy minutes for us. And you know, that's been a big focus for us is just to continually improve and to go out there on the field at Virginia against who we believe is, you know, maybe the best team playing right now in the country and uh, showcase what we're capable of uh, for at least, you know, half that game. Uh, provides us with a lot of confidence. Um, it show, shows to our guys that, you know, even after BU, that they're doing the right thing and that that hard work is starting to pay off and they're starting to show a lot of those abilities and having those positive outcomes happen on game day. You know, I think we've had great practices and, strung together a lot of great weeks um, and in certain weekends haven't shown up on the game results but uh, I think we've seen in our last two contests uh, some good lacrosse being played and, and that's you know that really um, attributes to our guys who haven't worked hard and believing in that and uh, yeah for me it was just it's always special to go back to Charlottesville uh, you know the play at UVA was a childhood dream of mine and was able to do that and um, had some success there uh, during my college days and obviously a, a beautiful place to go there in the spring and you step out on the Clockner and it's one of the greatest venues you could play a lacrosse game and I think that's a big part of what Coach Holman has aspired to do with our program too is go right at the big dogs right away and um, you know you could start to sense that our guys aren't stepping on these fields intimidated or it's not their first time you know we came, we went there in 2019 and you just feel that there was more comfortability within uh especially our older guys uh, i think that leaked down into some of the younger guys that that really helped us perform uh early in that game there are a couple things that you talk about that i want to touch on first you know when i talk to brian um it's always you know like you said continue improvement every week and playing those good teams like the Denver's, Loyola's, BU, and all that, etc., um, that shows down the line whether it be the, you know, later in the season this year, or when those freshmen, sophomore, are older in a couple of years. Um, can you just talk about how um, how important that is for for you guys as a young program? Well, number one, you know, our pedigree as a staff is you got Johns Hopkins, North Carolina, UMass, UVA, and that's where we were bred, you know, high-level programs that want to chase national championships and want to play in big games, and that's been our MO since the beginning here, and I think that is going to pay off in such dividends down the line for our program. Um, you know, we're not playing a soft schedule. Um, we're, we're playing the top teams that we, that we possibly can as an independent right now, um, and we're filling up our schedule. You know, we'll play anywhere, anytime, and you know I think that just shows a lot of a lot of guts from Coach Holman, um, and also just a great vision from him as a head coach. Uh, 
because we're going to be in those games down the line. There's no doubt about it, you know, and, and you have guys, freshmen, sophomores, rolling out on that field now, and you got Carson Moore scoring four goals, and you got Ryan Rogers dodging their number one defender, and um, you got a lot of freshman poles playing all over the field for us. Um, you know, that experience is something you just can't replicate, and um, the value of that is just is so important to us, and... You know, I think that's just who we are. You know, we, we, we're not scared of anything, you know, and I think that's going to help us elevate much faster than, than you possibly could imagine by setting your goals high and just seeing where you stack up. You know, we're not super concerned about the scoreboard in a lot of those games, more so, hey, how are we playing? How do we fit against these guys? Where are we athletically? Where are we skill-wise? Where are we IQ-wise? And it gives us a great barometer of, of where we are right now. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is, um, you said, you know, the guys are, were more comfortable when they stepped on the clock during this time around, especially the older guys, and it kind of trickled down to the younger guys. Um, you know, how much of that is attributed to the staff? And how, and then on the other side, um, you talked about also how, you know, they, they've been practicing well and it hasn't always um, shown up on the field, but you know, from a trusting the process you know point of view um how huge is that for them to see that progression and i think that's one of the spotlights of our season you know and it happened only been a few days ago it shows that we're playing our best lacrosse right now and our best game is still out there you know we showed hey we could play two quarters but where's quarter three and where's quarter four and that's our goal moving forward um, and, you know, that's going to be the case for us. We're, we're out here uh, out west, and, you know, if you want to play in the first round, you want to play in the quarterfinals, you want to play in the semifinals, there's a difference in the venue that you're going to be playing lacrosse in and being able to step out onto a field, especially in the lacrosse world, and have experience having been there and look across the, the midfield line and see a team like Virginia who won the national championship in 2019 you know, that, that's just going to help us down the line when we are in those games where it's win or go home, you know, and we, we see ourselves there soon, you know, and um, quarterfinals are held at, in Charlottesville and Maryland and Hofstra and, you know, haven't played games in, in most of these venues already. Um, that'll, that'll pay off for us just being more comfortable in those settings. And, um, you know, again, it just comes down to leadership too, you know, having that presence of our older guys who have been with us since they started as club players you know you look at Rylan Lemon, Steelhead and Zach Johns, John Rose um, you know they they've been with us through the thick and thin of this whole thing and for them to come out and play well that gives a lot of the younger guys a lot of confidence too um, and that's really what we're looking for um, I think we do a great job of developing skill but I think an even better job potentially of developing leadership and you really just have seen that from some of those older guys who, who are homegrown lacrosse players for here us at Utah um, that have really pushed our team to to be where it is right now at this point of the season where you see some programs at this point of the season especially you know we're in a rare case where we're an independent school right now we don't have the carrot of a tournament 
a conference tournament ahead of us looming. You know, we're not looking at getting in with our strength of schedule or RPI. Um, there isn't that extrinsic reward for our guys, and that's a lot of what we preach to our players is it's more than that. You know, it's setting a stamp and a legacy for our program. It's it's leaving that behind and leaving the program in a better place. And you know, you just got you just got to attribute all the guys and our, our leadership for continuing to pound at the rock uh, as we've used as a metaphor this year. And I'm very proud of those guys for setting the standard for who we want to be. All right, pivoting a little bit um, at the end of I guess even during the game there was a little a little debate with uh, with Zion's pass to, to Jordan um, as a goalie well, what were your thoughts uh, it's an unbelievable play and I think you know that just goes to show you what preparation during the week can do for you I think Zion threw that pass you know maybe 150 times throughout the week um, and we had our attackman prepared to be in the right spots to receive the pass and as the rule goes, if, if you catch a pass, you receive a pass, and then you make a dodging move towards the goal, it's, it's then washed out. So um, as a goalie, you know, I, I'd want it just like Z does. Um, but I know for a fact that there's more of those out there for him. Um, mm-hmm. If Jordan catches that ball and shoots it right away, yes, um, all good. But um, I think... You know, one of the things we teach to our guys too, it's it's nothing to do with the stats. You know, it's it's about making a great team play right there, um, having the vision, having the poise to throw a great pass. And you know, you look at number four, he basically gets mauled there by a defenseman and is able to protect the stick, roll away, and put the ball in the net with a goalie crashing back into the goal. Um, that's not easy to do. And so it shows, you know, you got two young guys that have played under two, you know, under double-digit games for us making a, a high-level play um, like that. So, again, that just makes us proud uh, as coaches that they were able to execute that, um, you know. And as a goalie, I'm just proud to see see my keeper um, have the stick handling and the skills to, to make a pass like that. You might be biased, but who do you think had a better play? You and, and Coach Manny or... I'm going to give it to our guys. You know, you look at the play between me and Coach Manny, the score is 21-7. You know, you're playing in the last game of the season against an Atlas team there that, that probably had packed it up. Um, and, you know, looking at two young bucks making a play like that, you know, I think that's just so much more impressive against, you know, guys, seniors, graduate students that they're playing against at Virginia. <laughs> um you know, I give them all the kudos in the world. I think for what that foreshadows for their careers moving forward, I think it's much, much more of an impressive play. Um, staying on with the foreshadowing theme, you guys are playing Cleveland State this week, future um, A-Sun opponent. Uh, you know, how, how big is that, you know, as another barometer for you guys moving into next season? It's going to show a lot. You know, the first time we played them in our first year, they – they ran us off the field. I mean, it, it, if we look back at, you know, some of our contests in our early start to Division One, it was probably the one we look at with a little bit of shame, <laughs> you know. And um, looking forward to at the A Sun, this will be a team that we compete with for a berth at the NCAA tournament. Um, I think we're a different program now than we were, but 
now you're putting us in between the two events. You have our first contest ever against them. You got our game this weekend, and then maybe what the future holds in competing against them, moving down the line um, to play in the national tournament. And, you know, that's going to be a lot of our message this week is, yeah, we played great this past week against Virginia, and we look at that game against Virginia as, you know, maybe the, the greatest practice we could have against Cleveland State. You know, they 10-man ride, they play hard, um, and those types of intangible things that we're going to see against them. So, yeah, where are we now versus where were we? And do you want to make a statement? Do you want to, you know, leave a lasting imprint on Cleveland State that, you know, not only are we ready to play you right now and, and we, want to, we want to win this game and, and we're going to play Utah lacrosse, um, but you plant a seed in their mind for the future. You know, we're going to be here and life's going to be very hard for you playing Utah in your conference for, for many years to come. All right, let's so move on to another topic. Uh, you know, you, you have a nonprofit, the Give Go Fund. Can you just give fans a little more idea of what it is and um, what, what the nonprofit does? Sure. Um, the Give and Go Foundation was inspired by uh, multiple trips that I've taken with colleagues of mine at the professional lacrosse level, guys like Marcus, Will, um, a good friend of ours, Scott Ratliff, we all play on the Archers now. And um, for a few years there, we would just set out uh, wherever we could and connect with lacrosse programs and, and teach the game and bring equipment um, using connections that we had in lacrosse world, try and bring sticks and whether it be jerseys or you know elbow pads, shoulder pads, helmets, um, doing the best we could to basically put that stuff on our back and and uh, bring it out to these communities and run free clinics and help them uh, just inspire their lacrosse communities. And ultimately, it, it's become um, a 501c3 nonprofit, and we've been able to raise uh, funds to, to help these programs, even from afar, you know, even with COVID, we've We've sent grants to, to international programs to help them continue to sustain what they want to do in the, in the present and the future. We've opened up scholarship funds um, for young student athletes that aspire to play lacrosse and are doing good in their communities. And, um, you know, it's something really special to me. I think, you know, if you look at what we're doing here, it's a big part of our inspiration was to grow the sport of lacrosse. And um, the Give and Go Foundation sort of gives us the platform to do that at an international level to support communities that may not have the financial support uh, that we're lucky enough to have in the United States. And um, it's been a real blessing. It allows us to travel and meet new people and um, continue to just um, support these really inspired programs that you come to meet um, in these amazing parts of the world. And it's been, it's been a great part of uh, the past few years, really, really starting to grow that foundation out and do more good with the sport lacrosse. All right. Uh, before we leave, where can, where can fans go and, and uh, find more and learn more about the? Uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. We're just Give Go Fund uh, at Give Go Fund, and our website is the same: www.givegofund.com. Um, we currently are raising funds for our scholarships uh, for young student athletes and. Um, continue to just raise a general fund for doing good in the in the greater international lacrosse community. Um, so, really looking forward to doing more once uh, things start to open up travel-wise. Maybe moving into the summer and um, 
you know, it's it's really exciting for us to combine what we're doing here with Utah and with Coach Holman and Coach Manny and our whole staff uh, being really inspired to, to do more than just what we're doing here in Salt Lake and in the greater Salt Lake area, um, touch more lives and more people um, all over the world. I know, you know, the five pillars you guys, you know, talk about all the time with your team and, you know, obviously you're, you're walking the walk with it as well. Um, you know, it's, it's really awesome what, what you're doing to, to grow the game. Uh, good luck this weekend and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cool. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Go Utes.